Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Propane Business Podcast. It is just me today. We are going to be doing, the plan anyway, is we are going to be doing some monologue style episodes uh, where it'll just be me or just Yusuf chatting about a topic um, in a slightly less formal, probably slightly less structured way, um, but it'll also be um, more content focused, right? There's going to be fewer would you rather questions and things like that. Today I want to talk about uh, a very, very broad topic. And the, that topic is how to get online personal training clients, right? The reason why um, I want to talk about that is we are in the process of uh, learning YouTube advertising, you, YouTube and Google advertising, um, which for anyone who has ever tried that before or dabbled in that world will know how complicated it is. So Yusuf and I were out for dinner last night and he used the analogy uh, to this other person we were speaking to um, that he sees me as like a a highly skilled uh, soldier who's really good on land, right, with land-based things. So I'm good at like driving tanks and driving the, the whatever the stuff is, the troop carrier, whatever, Um and that's Facebook ads, right? So I've been running Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising for a long time in the business um, across various uh, changes in algorithm and all sorts of things. And I've learned a lot in that time. And so when someone puts me the land-based soldier at sea, in other words, into the world of Google and YouTube, I have some transferable skills, but I'm also completely lost. Right, I'm like, oh god, I better not fall over overboard. It's incredibly challenging. We'll be talking more about that to to you guys uh, over the coming months and and probably years, to be honest. Um, but in doing that, right, one of the things that you look at is keyword search volume, right? So how many people are so YouTube? For those of you who don't know, is um, is actually really a search engine, right? It's a it's a massive search engine where if people have a problem, increasingly more so they will go on YouTube rather than even going on Google sometimes, right? Everything from like how to do this, how to find the answer to this, ways to improve this, basic how-to videos are really, really popular on YouTube. Um, And that leads to this kind of trend in in keywords. And so we were looking at the fitness side of things, um, you know, for our market. like, Like you can already tell, you know, how specific do you get? Like how difficult this can be? How niche down do you go with what people are searching? Um, But just out of interest, I wanted to see just for this side of stuff as well, what are people searching for, right? When it comes to building an online business, what are people searching for on YouTube? And that that as well is quite difficult because we, I don't think we ever, and I think this is probably because 
of the way we run the business. I don't think I've ever typed into YouTube or Google how to run an online fitness business, right? I'm almost always trying to fix a very specific problem. But that search term, and specifically the search term, how to get online personal training clients, has a lot of people searching it at any one time. What does that mean? Well, it means a lot of people are trying to do it at the moment. It means that this industry is becoming slowly over time more competitive. But it also means that most people have no clue where to start, right? And I think the the problem with this industry is it reminds me a, a lot of the fitness industry back in like 2010. Okay, and I was having this conversation with someone who's just enrolled in propane business the other day. By the way, just to get this in there, if you would like to enroll in propane business or at least apply for propane business, depends when you're listening to this. I can't guarantee that we have spaces available or anything like that. But the application process, the way that it works, um, because you are a podcast listener and because we know from tracking these things, because we're boring like that, we know that podcast listeners make the best clients. We offer you guys a chance to bump to the front of the queue. Right, so if you send us an email, email admin at propanefitness.com. That will go to me, to Yusuf and the team. And just use the subject line, Propane Business Podcast. And in the email, just say, hey, I was listening to this episode with Johnny. I'd like to apply for the Propane Business Program. We will literally put, bump you right to the front of the queue in terms of applications. Okay, So if there is a queue, if there is a waiting list, if there aren't any open spaces, um, you will be absolutely first priority. Okay. If you would just like a bit more information about what we do, if you're not sure whether Propane Business is for you, go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast. You can get a free training there that basically I give away as much as we're willing to for free. Okay. Um, if you want to find out just generally more, head over to YouTube, head over to propane-business.com. If you don't know why we don't have propanebusiness.com, you need to go back and listen through these, these episodes. It's a funny story. Um, but yeah, so a lot of people have no idea where to start, right? And like I was saying, in 2010, the problem in the fitness industry was no one knew what to do, right? There wasn't this wave of evidence-based information as there is now. There wasn't um, post after post from people spreading like, scientific information about how we actually go about changing our body composition, right? We didn't have any of that. And it led to people who I like to think that like Yusuf and I approach things fairly objectively. We weigh up the evidence. We try and approach things rationally in a scientific way. We still spent like years doing things like car backloading, right? We sp still spent years worrying about what food we were eating, when we were eating our carbs. We were chatting with John Romaniello yesterday about how, you know, being worried about you know, would leucine take me out of my fast and all these sorts of things? And if, if you're listening to this, that and like chuckling away in the background, right, you'll know what I mean. There was a period of time in the fitness industry where as a consumer in the fitness industry, we had no idea what to do, right? Where nobody knew what the crack was basically. And everyone was kind of following these faddy short-term programs to try and just desperately make some progress. And the weird thing about that that no one ever really talks about is that it actually felt pretty good to follow a program that you thought was the magical thing. Like I can remember sitting in, in the library at uni, watching someone eat like a banana in the morning and think like, God, you know, who the hell has carbs in the morning? 
You know, that's the worst thing you can do for fat loss. And our articles on propanefitness.com document me saying things like that, right? So like that, that was the state of the fitness industry at the time. People who were in the industry, people who were coaching people, people with the best intentions who view things scientifically were still swept away by these shiny bullets. And shiny objects, I suppose. It's not necessarily a shiny bullet, but anyway, you know what I mean? Um, and this industry now, like, so our, our motivation for starting Propane Fitness was, well, when we figured it out that like 90% of progress is calorie balance and progressive overload, and you have that realization and you're sat there and that really, it really sinks in how much money you've wasted, how much time you've wasted, how you were really strung along by some people into thinking something. That was one of the primary motivations for us for starting propanefitness.com. And it started out as a blog, as articles, as basically us like trying to, because, you know, when someone asks you a question, like when you're the fit friend, right, you're the friend who goes to the gym, someone asks you a question, rather than having the same conversation nine times in across an evening, it's like, look, we started this website. It's got all of our like best thoughts on this stuff some free stuff, go to there, go to propanefitness.com. You'll find out what that is. That was our motivation. It was like, we felt lied to. So we're going to start trying to do something about it in our own little, small, insignificant way. Right. And our motivation with doing this stuff, with me recording this podcast, with us doing anything to do with propane business is the same thing. Right. Because I Googled how to get online personal training clients and the stuff that comes up it feels very similar to the fitness industry, right? There's a lot of people who are focused on the tactics, the details, the minutiae, and really caught in the weeds and the details of it, forgetting that it all just comes down to some basic principles, right? And the the thing that I think is really strange is that for some reason, the kind of the business guru world um, you've probably heard me talk about it a lot. You know, it, I find it frustrating that in some instances, people teaching this haven't done it themselves. I think that's a weird thing to do. It's a weird like thing to launch is, you know, I'm going to teach personal trainers how to build an online fitness business. When there's sides to that, that you could never possibly understand had you not done it yourself. Right. But to then teach people things that are so specific and so kind of far removed from the basics is even more strange. But this, that, that reality creates this situation where for some reason, and I, I've done the same thing, right? You, you assume that because this is online rather than offline, because this is a, an online fitness business rather than a gym or a boot camp or one-to-one PT, that suddenly anything's possible and anything's possible financially. And then, things are possible far faster than in any other industry. And I use this example a lot with people who apply to work with us and say, you know, if, if I were to say to you, we're going to, we're going to start a, a coffee shop, right? We're going to set up a boutique coffee shop in the local, your local town. And we're going to get it to six figures by the end of this year, right? When I, as I'm recording this, it's middle of August. So we're going to go from August to end of December and we're going to get it to six figures. That should be easy, right? You, you would think you would hear that and like almost laugh at how how weird that is of it firstly as a goal because it's ignoring lots of stuff and secondly like that sounds pretty unrealistic especially if you start adding a zero and it's now a seven figure coffee shop right 
And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's, you know, you can't use like advertising and funnels. But like the, the, the thing that's the same is that you still have to sell customers what they are wanting, right? You still have to offer something for sale and sell it to willing, happy, paying customers consistently, right? Whether that is via a Facebook ad and a ClickFunnels page or whether that is in a physical location with a barista making you a latte, right? It's the same principles. And this is what I mean when I say it's like fitness, when we realize it boiled down to calories and progressive overload, it's kind of annoying because you're like, well, I believed loads of stuff that was different to that. We had the same realization with this stuff. So what I want to do in this podcast is basically give you the calories and progressive overload equivalent, in my view anyway, as it stands right now. I'm sure if you ask me in five years time, I'll have a different version perhaps. But as it stands right now, the way I see and the way we teach people who are either doing this stuff a bit and kind of floundering and not making success or are thinking about moving an offline fitness business online, how we teach them to do that, okay? Why is it not, firstly, the first question that everybody asks is, why is it not just immediately applicable what someone's been doing offline, okay? So if you are a, for example, let's say you're a personal trainer, you work in pure gym or something like that, and you're really busy, okay? It's a very common situation. Obviously, everyone's had a bit of a jolt in business from lockdown and COVID and things like that. But let's assume, on average, removing that from the equation, you're doing like 30, 40 hours of sessions a week, right? So you're a pretty busy personal trainer. And you're basically the way you're filling your hours is through referral and word of mouth. And you have tons of clients who stayed with you for years. That's a great sign because it means that you're good at what you do. But the problem is when you you then you you feel this like okay I'm really good at this this is my my craft I've 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 developed this skill over the years but I'm frustrated with the capacity that I have so if I want to get another client I have to work another hour I have to sacrifice my another hour of my Saturday or another hour of my Thursday evening to generate that income and then if that's maybe thirty forty pounds it, it doesn't quite feel worth it so when we see people doing it online. I'm going to do the same thing, is the thought, which makes total sense. So we do what we see other people doing. We start posting on Instagram, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn now, Twitter. And we talk about our online service, right? And perhaps we get a couple of clients initially, usually from people we kind of know, right? Friends of friends, colleagues, former colleagues, people that we used to coach on offline, but now have moved away or price is a problem. And the service they get is one-to-one over WhatsApp takes quite a lot of time. That that situation that I've just described from like 150, 60 applications we've had for the business program this year so far um, is very, very common. And people are, are left in this situation of like, why when I'm posting and doing what I think I should be doing, like doing what everyone else is doing, why am I not just getting people who I don't know sign up, right? The reason is basically, firstly, it's a different service base. It's a different thing that people are buying from you. So you're always going to have clients who want an offline service, right? And those people want a personal trainer in person. They want someone to guide them through a session. They maybe want someone to just talk to about like their day, their week while they're training, right? It, it adds an element of accountability that you can't really duplicate or replicate online. But there's also people who don't want an offline personal trainer, but do want a coach, Right, So my entire training life, I've never worked with a personal trainer. 
in person, right? I've never had a PT session, but I've had more online coaching, more online coaches than I can remember, right? Than I can count for different things for various reasons, right? Because I was already going to the gym. I was already familiar with exercise technique and programming and all these sorts of things. I knew that I was unable to be objective about it. And I knew that I didn't really have the time and headspace to design my own programming. So I wanted someone else to do it for me. And I've worked with lots of different coaches over the years, right? So it's a different thing. That's the first problem. Secondly, you no longer have the benefit of like a gym doing a lot of the marketing for you. So if you're a, a personal trainer in Pure Gym, for example, um, for those of you who don't know what Pure Gym is, it's like a, a budget, low-cost gym in the UK. Becoming, It's become quite popular over the last three, four years or so. Um, you pay a low fee. It's like £20 a month or sometimes less than that. And you sign up and then there are personal trainers who work in there, right? That's the, a, a brief summary. So they have done a lot of the work for you, right? Like if I'm a, if I'm a member at Pure Gym, that what that says about me is that I'm already paying someone. I'm already going to a gym, right? And I'm there already looking for help. And if I want help, I'm going to go over to the person that's got personal trainer written on their back, who's naturally positioned as the expert, right? So the gym has done all of the marketing for you, really. All you have to do is like not fuck up the sale, if that makes sense. <laughs> Excuse my French, right? You have to not, you have to say the right things to someone who's keen to work with someone, keen for some more help. When it comes to online, someone's first interaction with you may just be a Facebook post or an ad that they see for a second, right? While Netflix is on in the background or while it's the ad break into on TV, right? While they're on their commute home or they're you know, eating their lunch at work, sat at their desk, flicking through Facebook or Instagram, they see your thing for a couple of seconds. They're like, who's this, right? You are in amongst their friends, their family, their political posts, the post about what's happening with COVID, all this stuff. And then there's you, right? And they, there's not this context of like, oh, well, they're naturally the expert in the gym that I'm going to go help. There's not this context of, oh yeah, my friend, they work with them. And I've seen all the results that that, that coach has. Right? There's none of that. You have none of that anymore. And also there's the questions arise of like, what's online coaching? And that this has become, this has been helped a lot by recent events, right? A lot of people who would never have even considered working with an online coach now see it as a, as a legitimate viable alternative, but they still, the majority of the market have that question. Okay. So basically the way I view this, right, to answer the question, how do you actually get online personal training clients? What is that process? The first thing to really internalize and understand is why does anyone buy anything, right? Whether they're buying your coaching, whether they're buying a new watch, whether they're signing up for a new car pay, lease payment, whether they are buying a holiday or whatever, they are buying a future version of their reality. They are either unhappy with right now or, and they want to solve a problem or they think right now could be a bit better and they want to access that. Okay, so they think if, if I get leaner, fitter, faster, healthier, more mobile, then next month, next year, next decade will be way better, right? I want to be in the best shape of my life for when I turn 30, 40, 50. I want to be able to play with my kids more. I want to look, I want to be the best uh, in the best shape of my life for this big holiday. I want to lose weight for my wedding, right? All these things are an outcome, a version of the future that they would like, okay? So 
that desire exists in that person when you come across them for the first time. And I'm going to assume in this interaction that it's a, it's a post on Instagram, let's say, okay. And let's say you're running things properly and you've been following what we teach and you're running ads to something, okay. They see you for the first time, that desire is already there, all right. You don't have to tell them why it would be good to get in shape for their wedding. They know that that's what they want, right. All they have is doubts, concerns, and actually reasons why not to work with you. That's it. Okay. So if I want this thing, I want to lose weight for some time next year, and I'm looking kind of for a solution. I've maybe thinking about doing a diet that my friend did. I may be thinking about working with someone else coaching wise. Maybe I did something for a bit a couple of years ago and it worked for a bit and I'm going to try that again right? Or maybe I am sat there genuinely a bit frustrated and lost. Okay. Maybe I'm putting a lot of time in actually. I'm managing my food. I'm going to the gym a couple of times a week, but I'm not really seeing any progress. I'm feeling a bit irritated and frustrated by it. So that's where someone is when you interact with them for the first time. So that the journey that you go, you take that person through is basically the following. And this is the calories and progressive overload equivalent, right? So the first thing, you may have heard these terms before. So it's attention and awareness, right? How do we grab this person's attention when you have a second. If you ever watch someone scroll through Instagram, you'll see how long they spend on a post unless it grabs their attention. And how do you do that? This is really why knowing your market, knowing your niche is so important because if you go broad, if you target anyone with a fitness goal, you are going to very quickly become the same as the post above and the post above that and the post five posts ago and everything else in the fitness industry that I see, all right? And I'm not gonna give you my attention. It already takes a lot to get someone's attention anyway. So if you're just bland and boring and the same as everybody else, because you're trying to work with any, in my case, like any guy between the age of 20s and 20 and 40, then why would I pay any attention to you, right? You've not done anything to, to make me realize I should. So that initial interaction, how we gain someone's attention, how we use this kind of finite, tiny consumption window is so important. And that might be a video, it might be an article, it might be a YouTube video, it might be anything, but let's just assume it's an ad on Instagram, right? So basically in that ad, I have to, something, someone has to say something to me, if I'm the lead, I'm the, the potential customer here, that makes me think like, oh yeah, that's, that's me. Like, I feel that way. That sounds like me, right? So you've got my attention. You've, you've, I have, you have, I'm giving you slightly more of my attention. I might even click, right? So this, this is then becomes the engagement phase. And again, you may have heard these terms before, attention, engagement, conversion. These are the words we're using, but I'm walking you through it just super, super simple. Okay. So I've, you've, you've got my attention because you said something that's a little bit different to normal, right? That makes me think, Oh yeah, that, like, I thought that the other day, that's a bit weird. The best marketing is the marketing where the customer is sat there thinking, this person's completely read my mind here, right? We've all seen ads like that before. It's marketing at its best. So engagement is just this first action. And in most cases, that is a click. And ideally, what we what is then said on that page is enough to make them think, yeah, all right, I'm interested in this. All right. And they give us our, their contact information and they become a lead. Right. So they've officially entered our world. We get an opt in in our 
in our email system. We see it, we get a notification that someone's opted in, maybe even if you have those things turned on. And the the process, the kind of the the chance we have to potentially sell to this person just started. That window just opened, right? They're still a total stranger. They still don't really know anything about who we are, who I am, who the coach is, whatever. But they know they're a bit interested. And this is where basically your customer journey begins. And this is no different, right? The example I use is like, I have this, this example that I use a lot where a time in Venice where my girlfriend and I were walking down the street where there was just t- restaurant after restaurant after restaurant, right? And everyone's standing, all the restaurant owners are standing outside their restaurant trying to get you to go into their restaurant. This feels a lot like a, an offline version of the Facebook newsfeed, right? And the tactic that everyone else w- was was using was like going to shouting about the offer and that like if you ordered a pasta then you got a glass of wine and all this sort of stuff that were just like shooting from their hip trying to give us something it was all about price and value and features right and no one cares because like that's i'm there to to look for somewhere to eat i'm not i'm not making a decision because someone gave me a free glass of wine i want a nice meal i'm in venice on holiday right and this one guy said excuse me, are you looking to try some delicious Italian food? Now, I know that sounds weird, right? But at the time, he caught my attention because it was completely different to what everyone else was saying. And that, that, that is what I was looking for, right? I can't say no to that because then that makes me look weird. So I'm like, oh, uh, yes, kind of like reluctantly admitting that I'd been dragged into this conversation with this guy. And he's like, look, let me just give you a sample. And he gave us a sample of this like bruschetta that was, to be honest, delicious, right? Absolutely delicious. So he gave us this bruschetta and then he said, look, just come, come through here, try this. There's some more things to try. There's like olives and little bits of bread and cheese and stuff. It was really nice. Um, and then he said, look, you know, would you like, would you like a table? And we're like, yeah, okay. Like, why not? Right. And before I'd even sat down to look at the menu, which is what everyone else was shouting about, right? Everyone else was talking about their menu and why their menu was better than, than, than everyone else's. He didn't mention his menu. I didn't even know what was on the menu. It was just my experience from him grabbing my attention from being slightly different to the noise and then giving me this like really good experience was enough for me to, to be honest, like recommend the restaurant to someone else. And that's what we need to do here when someone's brand new. Okay. And if what a lot of coaches teach is like, just try and sell to that person on day one, get them on the phone, go through a pushy sales script, try and sell to them. It might work occasionally, but like that's not a viable strategy, right? You are, it's a bottom feeding strategy of people who are just trying to work with anyone and everyone. So we use a 14 day sequence that you've heard me talk about before, but basically this 14 day sequence takes this person who's brand new, right? It's me off the street being about to sample the, the bruschetta, right? The bruschetta in this instance, the customer journey is free content, free value, I'm breaking down someone's belief patterns. And if I, if at the end I can get someone to sit there and think, God, you know, I'd never really thought about this fitness stuff like this before, but this coach has completely changed my mind on this, right? Like all, I now understand why all the stuff I've done before hasn't worked. I now understand why like everything I was going to do was going to fail anyway. I understand why I'm not in the shape I want to be in. I'm completely sold on this coach's approach. And they've got this program and it's 
it's kind of in budget. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm probably just going to go for it. I need to be in shape for my whatever, my wedding or my holiday. I'm just going to go for it, right? Most people will not make that decision in that period of time, all right? We are looking for the 3 to 5%, the, 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 the cream of the cream of every bundle of leads who come into our world that are ready to pull the trigger and make the decision, all right? That 3 to 5% who are ready to make that call, we want to give them all the information they need, all the convincing they could ever possibly want, overcome all the reasons why not, and present our offer as the logical next step for them in their journey. All right, so that's a conversion process. But the most important part of all of this is then follow-up because 95 to 97% of people don't buy in that 14-day window. And so what we have is a group of people, let's say of 100 people we've brought, three to five of them are now customers going through our, our program. 95 to 97 of them aren't customers, but they should still be sat there thinking that restaurant look really good. Let's go back there tomorrow, right? Hopefully that analogy is making sense, right? Let's say I'm just not, I'm walking down that street because go, I've got a sightseeing tour booked. Or I'm about to get on a gondola in Venice, right? I'm not there, I'm not there to, to go for dinner yet. But that sample that I had was so nice that in a week's time when, I'm, when I am looking for somewhere to go out for dinner, I'm going to pick there, right? And so when it comes to converting that person eventually, it's just a case of trust and time, really, right? It's just a case of consistently being there so they don't forget, giving them extra value via email and remarketing to them, retargeting them, and so that when they are ready to make the decision, they pick you rather than someone else. So let's go through that again, how to get online personal training clients, right? People are buying a future version of themselves. They know they already want that. You don't have to sell them on that idea. You just have to convince them why the reasons they're worried about working with you aren't true, right? And why you are the person to help them. So it starts by getting their attention, by saying something that is slightly different to normal and makes them think you're reading their mind, right? That's why niching is so important. Once we have that, we're going to get engagement from them. We have to click on something that furthers that decision. They're like, yeah, this does look interesting. This is what I thought it was. This does look like it's, got, it's made with me in mind you know what, I'm just going to see what this is about. Here's my email, here's my name, here's my contact information. Then, like we've taken them off the busy street in Venice, we've got maybe a window of time where we can try and convert them from a stranger into a customer in the shortest period of time. Let's say that person is looking for somewhere to eat tonight. They are looking for a coach. They are looking for a program to follow. I then give them everything they possibly need so they have a brilliant experience, so much so that even if they choose not to work with me, they would still recommend my services or the free experience they just had, right? For all the people who do buy, brilliant. We've maximized the number of customers we can get in any one window of time. For all the people who don't, we've got them in a follow-up process and we, we're, we're there when they want to make a decision. All right, guys. Hopefully, someone out there is listening to this thinking, God, I hadn't really thought about it like that before, right? I hadn't really thought about it in that way. Hopefully that has really simplified it down. You're probably sat there thinking, great, but how do I actually make all that happen, right? I can't give you that in a podcast. And that's not just me fishing for an opt-in or for you to work with us, right? I cannot possibly teach you what we teach in a 12-week, very in-depth, very hands-on, full coaching experience in the Pro Business Program in a 30-minute podcast, 
I just can't do that. Okay. So if you, if the sound of all of that is like, all right, I'm in, send us that email with propane, propane business podcast, or go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and just see more about what we're about. Okay. Hopefully that's helped guys. Hope you enjoy. If you're enjoying this podcast, please head over to iTunes, leave us a review. It just helps us justify, continue doing this, um, gets more people to hear about us, all that sort of good stuff. And I will speak to you next time. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels. The best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.